Okay, hello everyone again. Welcome to the last episode of the Tower Bible Podcast for this season. Um, season 3, episode 10. Uh, Misa, right then? Yep. Yeah. Last uh, episode would, of the Game of Thrones breakdown, not the well, podcast itself. Yeah, the Tower of Babel Game of Thrones podcast for season three. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we might do some extra content for earlier seasons because we weren't around for season one and season two. So who knows? You know, that's not uh, you know off the table. But sure. we'll, we'll let you know if we do. Um, but this week was really busy, so we'll get right into it. I didn't say jump. You know what I said? I didn't I, say jump. I know, right but in. it's essentially the same. But I know what you mean. Well, what, what would you say? How would you say it, Dan? What would you do? So we will begin now. No, that's not as exciting. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> super excited when you said it the first time. <laughs> well, you, I think most people are. Okay. Uh, Aria and it starts with uh, Back of the Twins and we're watching the rest of the you know Stark army being slaughtered. Um and Roose Bolton on the roof. Is that what... It started right with Roose Bolton walking up to... I didn't, I didn't start with Roose Bolton. I'm pretty sure it started with Arya. But yeah, he walk, Roose Bolton does walk up onto like the top of the, the one of the twins there and watches the catastrophe. <clears throat> but yeah, Arya comes too. She awakens and the first thing she sees is her brother's body with uh, his direwolf's head sewn on top. Mm-hmm. So that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just sees... She just, <laughs> She's the most terrible things like this. Yeah, that wasn't good. That was she's, that was just uncomfortable for me to watch too. Like I felt just bad. Like that. Yeah. Uh, she's um, seen her dad's beheading, and now she's seen her brother on a pike. So, yeah. she's not in a good place. No, and which we like see quickly. Like they get out somehow. I guess they escape. Because the hound's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's a badass, a, a bamf, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so they and they're they're traveling through the like, like I don't know where they're going, doesn't it? They don't actually say. Yeah, they, they don't say. That's not made clear. Yeah, and but they pass a group of Frey soldiers talking about how they got the head on top of like the direwolf head on top of Rob's body or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And um, Arya doesn't like it, obviously, and then like does this like little like little girl routine and then kills the guy. Yep. She murders him. Yeah, she didn't have any. She didn't have a, a plan for the rest of them. <laughs> she just was she, like she's at the end of her rope, kind of. Yeah. Really. I don't think she really even like you could tell she doesn't really even care. On her yeah. face, she was just. Uh, she had to do that for her brother's sake. Like she wasn't thinking about anything else. Well, she was pretty brutal too. Like yeah, and then she. Yeah. I guess she she took the hound's knife without any of you knowing. Mm-hmm. And then she used that coin that she got from um, Jacques and Hagar. Jacques and Hagar. Nope. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna say it like that. Um, to as like a uh, as a ploy, and then drops it, and then stabs. Man, that scene was like he. She killed someone before, right? That little. But that she's little never. Kid. Yeah, she killed the kid, but she never. Like she killed the kid because she had to. Yeah, and it was this, ac- this, it was an accident. It was. It wasn't necessarily an accident, but it was. It was self defense. Like it was a, and she was very. Like surprised by herself. This one was more, much more intentional and much more. I would like it was more murder. There was no self defense about it, right? She went out of her way to kill this dude. Yeah, and it led. It leads into what Melisandre said a couple episodes ago. About, like she sees a great darkness inside of her. Yeah, which, which wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense because you can kind of see like 
I don't I mean, know how You have many... to understand, like, she's a young kid. Seeing all these things, like, yeah. that's going to have an effect on her, too. How well-adjusted can you really be after mm-hmm. seeing two of your family members murdered? You know, like, probably, you're probably not going to turn out very well. Um, after that, we... So, yeah, this episode was super busy. Not It did jump around a lot. Yeah, I'd say probably slightly anticlimactic as far as... Oh, I definitely would agree with that. But, like, I understand why. Like, they had to kind of finish off, like, just, like, give you a little bit of closure with everyone's story so you know where people are going into the next season. Because you couldn't, like, with Daenerys, for example, I guess we'll talk about what happened with her later, but, like, you couldn't end her story the way it ended last episode because then there would be too many questions for people to wait till next season, you know? Yeah. For something like for something like what happened. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to her stuff later. Like, yeah. Um... So we travel to, I guess, are they still in, they're, uh, they're at the wall now, because they're at the Night Fort, is oh, where... Talking uh, about Bran? Bran and, yeah, Bran and... Uh, Bran and Hodor and Mira and Jojen. Yes. And what's his, uh, Summer? No. And Summer's his dog, yeah. Okay, Summer, okay. Um, they, he tells a story when they're, you know, camped out in the Night Fort about... Um, the Rat King... Who used to live in the night fort, or yeah, he he was he was a cook in the night fort, and they were entertaining the king at the time. And it's he didn't say what happened necessarily, what really happened between the two, but the cook didn't like the king, so he decided to murder his son, bake him into a pie, blah blah blah, <clears throat> and like the gods punished him for doing this, not because he killed his son, not because he fed it to the king, but because he disobeyed the laws of guest rights and the laws of hospitality, and that's very sacred to the well, the old gods and the new. Okay, so which obviously ties into what, was go- what happened. Ties into what at happened the at the Red, Red Winning. They made that clear when they had the salt and bread in the beginning of the last episode. Although it wasn't made clear, but it was... Well, like, like you, you recognize that. Like, that's what that It was shown for a reason, yeah. Yeah. Um... But it transitioned right from him telling that story to Walder Frey just eating and gloating. While they're cleaning... Um, cleaning the blood, yeah. Yeah. Um, then... They go back... Head back there and Sam and Gilly appear... Um, <clears throat> at that, the night four. They come up through a well or something. Yeah, there's a little well. That whole sequence in the books... Like, he tells, like, a bunch of ghost stories. But, like, you're, you're meant to believe that it's, like... Because you, you are believing in more of the supernatural element of the show. Yeah, so it so might like that, be true. You, like, that could be some sort of crazy monster that lives in the night for because it's been abandoned for however many years. Like, it, so it's a uh, you're you're led you're led to believe that. And I think oh, I believe okay. in the show. You are as well. You are like that's what some people might must have been thinking. I would assume. Well, it's something something scary going on. And then yeah, Sam and Gilly and they lead them to the the way out through the black gate. Which also, side note, in the book, the Black Gate is like a talking gate that only lets men of the Night's Watch through. That's why it's called the Black Gate. That's why Sam has to lead them through. But I can understand why that doesn't work for TV. Yeah, it makes so. no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly okay with that omission. I'm just I, I just want to throw it in there. What? What? Why? It's, it's it's like Kate. Like it's like halfway down the well. It's like not all the way at the bottom, and like only a member of the Night's Watch can find it. And then it's a door that Sam has to talk to, and it has like a mouth, and it, then its mouth opens, and they go through it. That's really weird. Yeah. Although the night, the the actual tunnel itself looked pretty cool, and you could see like uh, the direwolf in the background and mm-hmm. the, the exit. I their story for next season is going to be um, really interesting to watch because we know what's going on over there, and it's just it's like a crippled guy, uh, 
some dude that gets seizures and uh <laughs> an, an, <laughs> just a huge dude but he doesn't he's not like he's he's you know, mentally challenged yeah, exactly or and and then one girl who's you she's know, got a bow exactly so <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't bode well although they did get dragon glass right so that's that's important yeah sam sam gave them a couple uh little dragon glass spear or daggers and arrowheads which i thought was an interesting little thing because now we found out why he guess just left that other one because he had mm-hmm. more he had apparently more. which but, we didn't i mean know. still pick it up like <laughs> it's clearly important <laughs> um but, so that's that was the end of Brand's story for this season. Yeah, they send them off. He's on yeah. the other side of the wall, and like just it's very unclear where he's going or what his intentions are. He's just he knows that there's a quote unquote three eyed raven north of the wall that he has to see, whatever that means. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, is there actually? I don't, okay, that's the thing. I think I feel like you know this, but a three eyed raven is probably more of a, is more symbolism than anything, obviously, probably, and there probably isn't an actual three eyed raven somewhere but probably i mean if in the book there's a talking gate it's it could be a three-eyed raven so yeah, it could be anything yeah but yeah brand's story is very open-ended at this point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh same, same same with Arya. actually i'll just say when you talked about earlier earlier yeah. Arya earlier you mentioned that they didn't make it clear where she's headed she's still with the hound she's stuck with this the hound who's so much she hates so he's still kind of protected or whatever but like they're not anything close to friends so, like, where are they going? They're going away from the twins, but to where? And where is he taking her? What is he going to do with her? Yeah, I don't I have no idea. They don't, they, it does not make clear what, there's not even a hint of it. <laughs> so maybe, any... this, maybe this episode didn't answer any of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one. Now was that a, I think about it. Not a huge one, but, like, that one's kind of, like, weird. Like, why you wouldn't even say, like, have him say something, like, after they killed those guys. Like, okay, well, let's get out of here and head here. Even though it might be kind of cheesy. But like, you know what I mean? Like, but like, even like, like, even like, just think about it as a, as a, as a viewer. Where does she have left to go? Yeah, I have no idea. Who's gonna take her? The like, her uncle and grandfather and everybody from River Run are gone. Her mother and father gone. Winterfell's gone. Everybody, all of her allies in the north are gone. That she has no allies in the south or anywhere else. Yeah, out of. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if, that... if you if you think really carefully, there's one, but I can't tell you because I know that that happens. Oh no 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 no. Is it well? Actually, I don't know. Is it what's the, what's the name of that place that um, what's his name or that Rickon's going to? Rickon's going to the Last Hearth. That's the home of the Umbers. It's called Last Hearth because it's the last uh, stronghold before the Wall in the North, like the uh-huh. the last uh, seated house or whatever. But that's very far away from where Arya is. Okay, that's fair. But that would that sh- would would they would that be a place that she could go? Well, yeah, because because the Last Hearth. The reason that Rickon's going there is because it hasn't been attacked by the Ironborn yet. Oh, they've okay. only made it like they're more on the the western side of the north they haven't made it up that far and into like they weren't even supposed to go to winterfell right that was the whole thing theon did that he wasn't supposed to do that he just decided to go for the big prize and this mm-hmm. is what happened bad bad things happen speaking bad of theon have, yeah <laughs> bad, bad things have happened to theon um i don't see any reason for like i i don't know i've <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's one of those things, like, you know, like, he did bad things, and you kind of, like, hated him for what he did, but yeah. enough is enough. <laughs> I yeah, no, it makes I... no sense. Okay, you know what? They've been hiding that who that guy was the whole season. Mm-hmm. No reason to. No, 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 it works. It well, makes for sense. what reason? What did it add because, that we because didn't know Because now, now it shows you, because he's Roose Bolton's bastard, so these plans were laid laid down, like, a long time ago. Like, Ramsey was a part of that. 
he was he was instructed to take Winterfell, and then he did what he did. And it's not clear if Roose told him to or not, but obviously Roose approves of it. And so, like, Ramsay and what he did to Winterfell is all part of Roose Bolton's plan, along with Walter Frey, and then potentially Tywin Lannister. Mm. So now the, the the Boltons have taken over as warden, of, like, Roose Bolton's warden of the North. They have much more power. And, the like, historically, in the North, the Boltons and the Starks have always kind of feuded. Oh, okay. Well, that's not... Is that... That's never no, really that's... Like, there's nobody... Know, and it's not really that big a deal. But, like, so... Right now, the Boltons have completely taken over. But because... what That scene where Bruce Bolton is talking to Walter Frey, like, he explains that he knew the whole time of what his bastard had done. And obviously, there's no way Rob was ever going to be okay with that. So, Bruce Bolton had, had these plans and machinations in place a long time ago. It's just not something that happened, you know, because Tywin sent him a letter. It's something that he was like orchestrated to a certain extent mm, i see makes sense but i still don't like it <laughs> well, no no nobody likes it it's the shittiest thing that ever happened in this series well, oh well yeah but i mean that's not what i mean like i don't like that i didn't know who i feel like it didn't really yes oh, wait, oh how I you put it that. makes sense but i still would have like, they could have revealed it earlier they just wanted to have the reveal of his name and the dread for it in the same episode that you like they you finally find out that bruce bolton's uh, like a bad dude that betrayed rob Okay, yeah, I guess. So in this episode, yeah. it's like all those things in one. But you kind of, you already, you already knew he was betraying Rob two episodes ago when he when he sent, uh, um, what's his name back to, uh, King's Landing. Oh, uh, Jamie. Jamie, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that wasn't clear. That like you didn't know he was necessarily betraying Rob. Like, oh, to, you, to this mm, on this level, you not know, not right. on that level, but you knew already at that point you that knew, something yeah, was yeah, going exactly. on. Exactly, so they planted the seed. But like, if if the, if they had revealed that the that Ramsay was his son, however many episodes ago, you probably it probably wouldn't have been as like compelling. A the Theon story would have been boring after that, because it would have just been him being tortured more. But you know the guy's name now. That was only a like couple it, episodes it, ago. It wouldn't have been could've... tied in. Yeah, I guess. It makes sense for them to tie it all together like that. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. You convinced me. Um, so you go from Ramsey and Theon, who they have, they're calling him. What's his name? What's what did make him? What did he make him call himself? Oh, he made him call him Reek. Reek. Okay. Because he smells bad. And then right to the um, Iron Islands, mm-hmm. where Pike. Yara and. Um, Balon get a package from. Uh, I guess is it from the night, or is it from like is it, <coughs> it's, who's it's, actually sent it's, from? It's from Ramsay Bolton. Okay, but it's signed like with the sigil and everything of House Bolton, and I think it's it was even yeah no it must have been signed by Ramsay. Yeah, it says signed by Ramsay, the true-born son of Bruce Bolton. You know, the natural-born uh, son of Bruce okay. Bolton, born of the north. So. It was basically just like telling them to get out of the north because now the Boltons are the wardens of the north. They want the Ironborn out. They want their uh, kingdom. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And then... so and the, and the Ironborn, because the Boltons are allied with the Lannisters now, the Ironborn are really the only threat left to them other than Stannis. Okay. Well, Stannis, Stannis has been pretty quiet. Threat. Yeah. Well, he just he kind of got beat last season, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have... But yeah, so Balon decides that... He, he's basically giving up on Theon, which he, he already kind of had. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he won't go save his son. He's, he doesn't like, he's not happy about it, but he's not going to risk his position or his armies or any of that for Theon. But Yara disagrees and Yara decides that she's going to get some boats together and go save him. Which seems odd. Cause I guess at the earlier, I guess last season, 
there was well, kind that, of a hint that they had that she wasn't quite as brutal as she was made out to be. But at the same time, there's never any like sign. There wasn't very few signs that made it seem like she really cared for Theon. In any well, no, way. and they had it was more of like a sibling rivalry kind of thing because like Theon, as as the boy comes back and assumes that he's the heir and assumes that he's the lastborn son, so he's it's his right to lead the Ironborn. But Yara's earned that through merit, not through like. Like she was a girl, so she had to fight every step of the way to to earn that, to earn the respect of the Ironborn and everything. So they 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 butted heads, but I I don't think she ever really like hated or wanted this to happen to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that makes sense. Um, yeah, I I don't know I I it seemed we get it already now. Okay, we get the Greyjoys. It's all about you know. I don't think you do, man. It's they're they're brutal. They're <laughs> I don't brutal. think we, you do. I think I get it. I think I'm pretty sure you think you do, but you don't. So. Well, I think they've made it pretty clear that they are a brutal people. They just they steal and take things, and that's all they they don't they do okay, not yeah, sow no. as their words. Like that's that much badass. is that much is right. Yeah, and yeah. They, they've made it even more clear this now. I mean, it, they're supposed to be really like uh, adept warriors, right? They're supposed to be like fierce, I'm a, very fierce. Yeah, fierce is a good word for it. Okay. Yeah. So when you, not, you, not necessarily the most disciplined warriors, but fierce. It's all they're all about the glory of battle and all about, like you said, taking. Like you pay the iron price. They won't. You don't buy things. You take what you what you want, mm-hmm. and if if uh, it belongs to someone else, they should be able to defend it. Okay, I get it. Okay, kind of like the wildlings. The wildlings have the same kind of philosophy. Like wildling women, if if a dude likes a girl, he just takes her. He like grabs her by the hair and drags her away. <laughs> And that's just how it works. Okay. Well, I mean, if if that's what you're into, I guess. <laughs> um, so that's that that whole scene ends with like we said Yara taking fit her uh, some of their best men and going off to save Theon. Um, very epic music. It's very inspiring. And then we move on. <laughs> um, See, like the, the reason that wasn't that big, like they weren't a part of this season. We haven't seen them since season two, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the first like, time we've like, seen Yara. I, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that are like, "Well, what the, who, what happened to these people?" You know, like, they don't even really. <laughs> what are they like, even oh, doing yeah, the whole time? Oh yeah, that's a dude, I guess. But like, what is what's been? I forgot about these people. You know, they they talk about them the whole season, but they never really do they show them. Yeah, they talk about the Ironborn in the north. I, I, and I, they I talk feel like about the, they talk about Balon. I'm like I'm sure it's like I'm sure it is reference, but I'm sure it's like very few and far between that they are mentioned. Yara's never talked about. In fact, I don't think she's she has those scenes, but her name is never actually said the entire season. So, eh. um, then we headed over into King's Landing, and uh, we have that we have that nice scene with Sansa and Tyrion walking through the garden, and then like with those whatever the those two lords that are like giggling or whatever yeah and just like, two well, what are we guys. gonna do and then like look like they're connecting on some level there which is nice it's a nice scene because sansa's used to people ridiculing her in the capital like that now yeah. that ever since ned died and everything Tyrion mentions that he, he's had that his whole life so he's become accustomed to it and he has his own way to deal with it so they're i guess on some level they do bond they do even like joke around about it a little bit mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. which is nice to see but after that uh, Tyrion has is called to a meeting of the small council, and Joffrey and Tywin break the news. <clears throat> and then, like later on, Sansa and Tyrion meet, and Sansa's obviously upset about oh, it. Yeah. It kind of ruins anything they but had. Let's but not... before that, before that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, in that small council 
like meeting. So you have that um comes in and says he's gonna you know they got he reads the like the cryptic letter from um uh Walter Frey. Walter Frey about I don't even know what it said. It was it's it was like what I mean what was the point? Some I think the, like, the the Rosalind caught a nice fat trout. Rosalind was the girl that Edmure married. Uh, so she okay. caught the, the trout is the sigil of the house yeah. Tully. So she caught a nice fat trout and was given two wolf pelts for her wedding gift. So the wolf uh, pelts are okay. Robin Catlin. Okay. So but like, okay, t- there's so, no way there's no way Tyrion would have known what that meant, right? Yeah. So okay. So they he finds out that they were they essentially won the war. Mm-hmm. Isn't really happy about it because by the way that they did it. Well, yeah. I would say not happy about it, but he's just it's kind of like he, he knows that it, the way they did it was you know morally um, wrong, mm-hmm. I guess. And then you have Joffrey being a little shitty, is saying he asked him to send um, Rob's head so he could serve it to Sansa at his wedding day. And then another and- nice scene where uh, Tyrion def- tries to defend her honor essentially. Because it's partially his honor too at this yeah. point, and that's his wife. But yeah, like that's unnecessary. And everyone at the everyone is. at the table is like, uh, I don't know if that's such a good idea. And yeah, everyone like, is like, like oh, he's just, just joking. joking. He's just joking. Um, he's like, I'm not joking. I'm seriously gonna serve his head <laughs> on a on a fucking plate. And then Tyrion once again threatens Joffrey. Though he is says it? kings are dropping like flies, and like you shouldn't be so comfortable. I can't remember exactly what yeah. the quote is. I wouldn't be. Everyone likes Tyrion, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's killed the, the next season. <laughs> <laughs> um, he then he sends everyone away. Uh, Tywin does keeps Tyrion there. Why does he well, keep no, Tyrion no. there? Before that, before that, he sends Joffrey to bed. Oh, that's right. He sends the king to bed, and, the ki- and Joffrey kind of tries to assert his power but can't. And Tywin says, "Take him to bed. Give him some uh, dream wine or whatever it is." To help him sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, Joffrey's just, like, lashing out, but he has no real power there, and it's made very clear to the him. Next, yeah, and the, and the very next um, scene is, like, uh, you think it's, not, like, a throne, or is it, what did he say, a crown gives you power? Is that what he said? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So you have Tywin, who keeps Tyrion around to talk to him. Why does he keep him there to talk to him? Like, what does he have to say to him that was so important that... You know, he was trying like the, this whole time. Tywin's been trying to basically oh, right. command Tyrion to impregnate Sansa, and Tyrion won't do it. He won't rape her. Yeah. That's so that's that's why like everybody around Tyrion is telling him that he has to do this for his family, and then you you get a little glimpse into Tywin's like his motivations in terms of the, it's all about his family. Like he's an old man. He's, he recognizes that he's not going to be around for a long time, but he's establishing a dynasty for his family. They have the North, the South. They have everything, essentially, but the Iron Islands and the Erie and Dorne. So he's he's establishing a dynasty, like I said, for his family. He's doing it all for the, the good of the Lannister name, and he wants mm-hmm. Tyrion to do the same, and in his mind, that means he has to rape Sansa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and then then he gets upset and says like, "What is you say? It's all you're all about the family, the family, family. When have you ever done anything that wasn't just for you and not it was actually for the family?" And then tells him about when he was born. When we've had, we've he's talked about when Tyrion was born before. How he he Tywin his never mom. has like that. Yeah, he has. He 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 says yeah because you killed your mother or whatever. Yeah, Cersei he, says a few times how she wanted to kill him or whatever. But yeah, Tywin had he not caring so much about the Lannister name, would have drowned Tyrion that day, he says. Mm-hmm. 
That's true, and then it, it's it's a touching scene, I guess, as far as how ruthless that Tywin usually is. Mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, no matter I mean, no matter how much you like your father, that's a shitty thing to hear from your father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to walk you into the ocean, let the waves carry you away, but I didn't, because you're my son or whatever. Which is you know, that's an it's a nice thing, but not really. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Um. I don't think there's anything really complimentary well, about it. Well, it's saying, well, you know, I could have killed you, but I didn't. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like the, I don't know, the smartest kid on the short bus, you know? Um, that distracted me. Um, there was a, was, there was a scene somewhere in there with Tyrion talking to, um, um, what's her name? The other Lannister. Oh, Cersei. Cersei. About uh, about her kids, right? Yeah, like, Cer- Cersei says that that's, like, the only thing that's kept her happy and kept her alive. Because, like, it's not really made clear, but she's hasn't been happy. She was never happy with Robert. Every every day was torture for her, in her mind. Yeah. So the kids were her only solace. Mm. And yeah, she said she would have jumped out of the highest uh, tower in, in the Red Keep if it hadn't been for her kids. Mm-hmm. Even Joffrey. Even Joffrey, who's becoming a monster now, mm-hmm. and she said, "Like we should have known. Like we could, there were signs. Like we could have. We we should have known he was going to be." No, no, no. Way. She didn't say that. She said that everybody who says that is wrong. Oh. So like everybody who said like there's plenty of monsters and like people say oh when he was young there were signs, but she says that's just garbage because no matter what a mother loves her son. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. It's, it's it must be like her life seems really shitty like she's been forced into now one marriage you feel, you feel sorry for cersei to some degree i mean i kind of understand why she is why nah. she is you know, i she, hate i hate cersei yeah she's like she's unraveling like she like you know what i mean she was very like good at like keeping up appearances but she's not as good at it anymore and, and it's showing you know she has to marry uh, Loris now, which she's not she happy about. She, she says she won't, though. She says she... She has a plan. Yeah. Whatever that so whatever that means. Well, that'll be interesting. That's another interesting we'll have to wait and see for next season, so... Yeah, I, I don't know, like... I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. Because it's not... I don't, anyways, I can't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. See, so my biggest thing with this episode, like, the reason I didn't like it very much, but just because I felt like... And, and it's probably my own fault for having been so familiar with the books i was just expecting like the, whole, the second half of the episode i was just like okay like get to something good and you know like, like nice and big but it was really just capping off all the stories and not really even capping them off but just like doing a quick little scene with everybody be like hey this is where this person is going into next season like jamie got into king's landing those scenes jamie and brienne arrived and some guy didn't recognize jamie and then jamie walks into cersei's room and says hi and she just looks at him and they're like oh my god it's you but that's that's all we got yeah, out of that i actually completely forgot about that scene <laughs> so like <laughs> it, it really meant nothing it, it, it they just did it because like next season if jamie's already at king's landing that would have been confusing for the audience right? yeah well it's a status quo thing now so it's like there's certain things that have it. changed that but like i feel like the majority of the episode other than i guess brand going north of the wall and what happens with john and stuff every other every other character arc was just like yeah this person's here now yeah i guess that makes sense yeah this is happening that makes I, yes. We know certain things are have changed, but now people are in different locations with different people. So that's it will be interesting to see next season how that plays out. Because for instance, well, yeah, Sam we, isn't we, on his own with <clears throat> Gilly for half the season now. He's at Castle Black with mm-hmm. you know help of the Night's Watch, whoever whoever's left there, right? 
Speaking of which, you have a scene where Sam and Gilly return to the Castle Black, right? Mm-hmm. They're talking to um, Meister Eamon. Yeah. About, and he's like, you know, we'll keep Gilly as a... See, like, and this is another, uh, maybe, I don't know, I would say missed opportunity. Because Sam and Gilly arriving back at the wall after everything that's happened, the where that kid came from should not be the most important thing. Like, you know, command, <laughs> Commander Mormon's dead. <laughs> Everybody else that was out there is dead. Like, there are other much more important... And, like, the, the Whites attack. Like, there are much more important things to be talking about than where this kid came from and whether or not Sam did it with this girl. That's true. I guess... Like, yeah, they didn't like, even <laughs> mention Mormont or any of that kind of stuff. That's a good point, actually. I never, I never thought about that. I was too concerned about, like, how... Because they've been talking about it the whole time, about, like, the vows and, you know, when you take the black and you give up all worldly well, yeah, possessions yeah. and blah, blah, and, blah. I don't know. It's just, like, Sam getting back to the wall He after this whole raging, if he's the first one back... That's what he needs to be telling people is that, yeah, Mormont and everybody else that went out with us is dead. Well, didn't he write that into the letter? What letter? Into the letter when he's like, when he got, um, so he tells him about what happened, obviously. And then Meister Eamon tells him, well, make sure all the ravens are well fed. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I guess you have to assume that he told them all the stuff about Mormont and stuff. Well, no, because camera. when, no, 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 you don't have to assume it at all because it, you, when uh, Davos reads the letter, or talks to uh, Stannis later in the episode. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, 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 you assume that. Yeah, yeah. Stan, Sam obviously told him. It's just that's something that I would have thought would be the most important thing to yeah, say. But we that's already know. We already know that. You want to see though, so happen? Yeah, we really? know. Well, happens, what, what's he gonna, see what's Amos, he gonna say? Amon's like, reaction to it. Yeah, but what's he gonna say? Like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> okay. So you think this scene was better with them well, talking about the kid? I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad or good. It was just necessary. I don't, you know, we needed them to. See, we need to see them prepare to send out the ravens so that we could have the scene with Davos. With the, with the letter from the Night's Watch, you know. I guess. Um, speaking of which, so in Dragonstone, you have Davos has a nice scene with. Um, well, wait. In the north, you forgot about the John stuff. Oh right, sorry. So what happens with John? John is just randomly watering his horse, and Egret pops up behind him with no backup, just is there, mm-hmm. and. They have a little showdown. He doesn't think she'll shoot him. Then she tries to get on his horse, and she shoots him three times. Mm-hmm. She does. She doesn't look happy, but like she's obviously conflicted herself, and she's like, I think she, got, you know, they say, time with it, but... you know what they say about a woman scorned or whatever, right? Exactly. So, so yeah, so she, she shot him a couple times. He made it away. He made it to Castle Black barely, and you know they're treating him or whatever. But we don't know he if he's ha- alive. Like his, he's tra- has to warn them that these wildlings are coming. Yeah, as well. So that that storyline is nicely set up for next season. So you have Sam and John back together at back Castle together. Black, um, mm-hmm. which is whatever. Because but Sam no is Lord... much cooler now than he was than he was at the beginning well, of the season because I he guess. killed he killed one of the White Walkers or just well no what? because he seems to be like his like his strengths. I think he's finally learning like what he's good for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He his ability isn't with the sword it's with the books and pens and and yeah. knowledge right and he, it's finally like paying <clears throat> off in a in an, a positive way like he was able he knew about the night fort and the and yeah. that yeah, and yeah, the yeah. way uh, through the yeah, wall black, and then, the black gate yeah and then that one part at the end i think it was if he came i think he's got gained some respect obviously to some degree because when john it's it's a small thing i don't know if it really means that much but when john collapses or whatever and he's the he's the one that says okay be careful take him inside be gentle like yeah you know what I mean? that, was, that was 
I noticed that too that Sam was the one giving the orders there. Like he does, he wasn't necessarily shy about anything. Yeah, he just cared more about John and cared more about getting things done. He's asserting himself now in a, in so, a way that I think in yeah. a, probably Gilly so, probably helped. Obviously, he he gained some confidence out there, going on a raging after everything he's been through. Why should he be scared about these guys going to make fun of him at Castle Black after everything that's happened? Well, you yeah, know? and then well, and Gilly's probably been you know pumping up his his ego, like, telling him he's a wizard, which is funny <laughs> because he didn't he say he always wanted to be a wizard when he was growing up or whatever. Yeah, I don't believe he did. <laughs> and then only because he could read things on a, on a page and know stuff, which I think is kind of crazy when you think about it. Reading is crazy. <laughs> you can just read stuff and know things that are you know, no idea. Um, um, but yeah, so like, that storyline is nicely set up, but at the same time, like, we did, like, the majority of the, the, of the ranging that went out with them are dead, right? Or, John, or John and out Sam there and just or killing gone, people right? or whatever they're doing. They're not going to be any help. There's no Lord Commander. Mm-hmm. They have these wildlings to the south. There's like a small group of them coming up, and then they have the larger army from the north coming down. They have nowhere else to go, and then the White Walkers as well. They have the wall, so, but the wall is not wall as strong is very, as it's been. Very loosely garrisoned, yeah. right? So, so do we have anything else? That, what anything else to say about what happened in the north? I mean, no, but like that is the most intriguing. I think out of all the storylines, that's the most intriguing one for me right now. Yeah. Especially because Danny's again, Danny's storyline, um, flatlined a little bit. Tailing yeah, it was a waste of time. Well, not just this episode, but I mean the last couple episodes, at the, finishing off the season, the, her beginning arc of the season, about three quarters of the way through, it got very, it was really good, it got really high, and then it kind of just flatlined, and now it's been steady and kind of boring, up in, especially today's. Yeah. But we'll get to that. So in Dragonstone, we talked that letter that or the. The raven that was sent from the wall mm-hmm. is received. Uh, we know that um, Davos is now his hand, uh, is Stannis' hand to the king again or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's reading all the... He, we know he can read better. Makes a funny comment about why there's a G in knight. And then... Uh, and then gets a letter from the knight's watch. Yeah. So it's a good thing he learned that. <laughs> exactly. So Because <we> re- <laughs> <laughs> <So we> re- <laughs> if he called it the niggas watch, I don't think it would have had <laughs> the same effect. So he reads that, finds out that's really important, and that's like kind of his like, um, I don't know how would you, what you say his last like, he holds that, so that when he lets um, when he lets what's it Gendry go, he has that as like his last. I don't know. Thing. I don't know if Don- Davos did it for those reasons. I think Davos let Gendry go because he thought it was the right thing to do, and he let Stannis have the letter because he thought it was the right thing to do. He wasn't trying to save himself. Mm. He, he's enough. not the kind of he doesn't think that way he, he's not about self-preservation especially after the blackwater and after his son's dead you know which they so they never like we all knew about he had a son and his son died but like it was never really like, a big part of the like the show anyway was not, his son. he was he was he was he wrote all those letters for Stannis and stuff like he was kind of like the king's protege as well and davos was very proud of him mm. in yeah. the books he has like seven sons and whatever but so there's a nice scene in the um, dungeons with Gendry and uh, Davos, and they talk about where they came from. They talk about Flea Bottom, right? Yeah. And the different like districts of uh, King's Landing, the poorer areas of King's yeah, Landing. So yeah, like, and the, it's just like because basically Davos tells Gendry that he can understand why he wouldn't he wouldn't uh, trust nobles or yeah. highborns as they call them. Which is fair because Gendry's been screwed over by every <laughs> highborn he's ever <laughs> been in contact with. But I, I, Davos kind of has too until he met until he, he smuggled those things in for Stannis and Stannis knighted him. Yeah, it's the Onion Knight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so he lets him, he frees him, sends him out on a boat, which... Because Melisandre wants to burn yeah, Gendry. Yeah, wants to kill him. For a large sacrifice, for a large reward to put Stannis on the throne. Mm-hmm. But then, he, yeah, he gives Stannis that letter and... They all, like Melisandre even agrees with Davos that the the real war, the real enemy is in the north. The White Walkers are the real enemy. The, the war of the Five Kings that they've been fighting this whole time means nothing if you don't yeah. fight the White Walkers first, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's cool. So she burns the letter and looks into the fire and sees something. Mm-hmm. And he makes that funny comment about that girl. <laughs> that girl that you hate so much? Yeah, she saved your life today. <laughs> yeah. Um... So that's good. That's an interesting like status quo. So you've got the two. You got now Davos and Melisandre going to be working. Like, I mean, they already have been, but working together more closely because now they have a common goal. But they'll mm-hmm. probably have different, you know. I mean, they have a long way to go because they their army is pretty much like Devastated. gone. Like yeah. Salador, Sand, and those pirates all left, right? So Davos is going to have to try to get them back because mm-hmm. that that was that was him that did that. And like, where else are they going to get men from? Well, not really. <laughs> I don't know, man. They, they don't have any any lands in in Westeros anymore. Like the Stormlands are all taken over and stuff. Everybody from like that would have pledged allegiance to Stannis is now either with the like Highgarden and La- the Lannisters are dead. Okay, so Dragonstone is on the east side, right? Yeah, it's 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 actually like the the Blackwater Bay kind of separates Dragonstone and King's Landing. Really. Yeah, Dragonstone is an island. It's a bit further out. Okay. Blackwater Bay is a bay. Like King's Landing is in the bay. It's it's you know further west. Yeah. But like yeah, Dragonstone is. It's closer than you past, would think. It's, well, it's, it's not in the bay though. It's like it's out past the bay. But like yeah, it's very close. Okay. All right. Well, and that's never really made clear. It always seems like it's so far away. And like, <clears throat> if you're so close, like why wouldn't they just go and? I guess it's probably not easy to to you know take. Yeah, well, like Stannis still has an army and like it's still a fortress. You can't and like. As far as the Lannisters are concerned, he's not even a threat over there right now. Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably something they'll deal with, but they wanted to deal with Rob first. Mm-hmm. And they probably want to deal with the Ironborn now or something like that, right? Even then, it's like if people... It, Ironborn are never made out to be seem like it's they're even a huge threat either. You know? No, they're not. They're a threat in the North, which is why it's gonna, which is why Bruce Bolt is the one who's taking action mm-hmm. against them. Because that's his domain and he has to clear out those lands and be Warden of the North. Okay, well, so that pretty much ties up all the storylines except for Danny's storyline. The episode ends with Danny in standing on a rock, surrounded by her army, and for her, some reason. and her and her uh, lieutenants, mm-hmm. and then waiting. You're not really sure for what, and then all the waiting. Sl- <laughs> I I thought it was really stupid, but whatever. She she took the city. She freed the city. She shouldn't have to wait outside for the people to come out of the city and decide like to greet her or whatever. But, so, yeah, so, like, all the slaves that were freed when they took Yunkai come out and kind of surround them. And there's a tense moment where you don't know what's going to happen. And then they start yelling, Misa, Misa. And the, the translator, what's her name? I don't remember. It doesn't know. matter. I don't thought she knew. That's the thing I don't understand because I thought she spoke um, uh, Valyrian or whatever. So she says she speaks like nineteen different languages. Oh no no no! I'm talking Danny. I thought she oh, yeah. would. I don't but know no, they, why she'd they, understand. They were they weren't speaking Valyrian. They were speaking Giscari. Um, I see. Okay, so yeah, she translates. So, it means mother. It means mother. Okay. So they all called her mother. She went out there. They loved her. They picked her up and brought her into the city. Crowd surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's how it ended. With yeah. Went to credits. Well, after. It, went, it, it zoomed up. Dragons went rah, and then credits. 
Yeah. Okay. Sweet. These people call their mother. That's a great way to end this. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever, man. That's okay. No, I'm really pissed off. About it. it was stupid. This, I to some degree agree with you. I mostly are upset or am upset that uh, same with uh, Arya's story. Now Danny's story, there's no direct. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like it just seems like it's just floundering. Like okay, mm-hmm. so she's at she's been at Yunkai for the past four episodes anyway. So she's still there. And what and like what's her plan? Where's she going? What does she want to do? Like why should I care <clears throat> about like, seeing her next? They had, season? they had never talked about it being like a big issue about whether she would be welcomed into the city or not. Yeah. Like that was never like something she was worried about <laughs> until this last episode for the last five minutes of it. So I don't know. I want just it's not like it's whatever if you want to know what's happening with Danny that's fine but it was just it wasn't the best way to end the the, the episode or end this the season it could have end any of those other scenes that end like capped off a storyline could have been yeah. better off I, I think it probably it could have ended with the Stannis thing and like made that more epic or ended with John getting back to the wall and like you you wouldn't know if he's dead or not or something I don't know but I guess they already killed off a couple episodes uh, people last yeah, you want an epic image to end with right so you have all those know, could, you have all those people <laughs> I don't know I what I wanted to see personally, as far as a uh, as closure for something like that, is I want to know when is Danny Danny finally going to try to head over to Westeros? Like that's well, I mean, been her goal been for so long, this right? Whole time. She now has the means. She for sure has the means to do it now, right? I don't she, know if she does. So is that what I she? Don't is that, she I don't is know. That if she does. Move? Like I don't. I've been wanting to see what she. Like, at least talk about it. Like, what is your plans here? Like, what are you doing? Okay, so she has a decent army with the Unsullied. I don't think that army is enough to take over all of Westeros. No, and the, and the Second Sons, no. And the Second Sons, sure. So even, like, both of those together is not enough to take over Westeros, though. No, probably not. That wouldn't that wouldn't match the Lannister army, not even close, right? No, not with help from the North and, uh, you know... It... Even, even with just the Lannister army, it would be, like, it wouldn't match. Okay, so she needs more people. Yes. So we're... Okay. So not, only does she need, not only does she need people, she needs to get there. Like she needs boats and she needs supplies to take all of her people over there. She's still pretty far away, mind you. Like mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, if you could probably spend a whole season with her just on a ship if you wanted for the next season, because that's how long it would take well, her I to mean, get over there. Nobody, right? nobody wants to see no, that. No, no. But, but like, as far as like how long it would take, it would almost take a full season for her to travel from where she is now to Westeros by boat. Right? It would take a long time. It would take a long time, for sure. Well, not a full season, but probably like half a season. You would, she would just be on a boat. I mean, there's only there's already one episode this season where she was just on a boat. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. where she was going from or to. Actually, she was just leaving Carth, and they made it into Slaver's Bay. Oh, okay. So now they need more boats. Well, like yeah, so she has this huge army, the Second Sons and the Unsullied. So she needs to transport all of them, plus whatever's left of her uh, Kalasar, the ones that stayed loyal there's to barely, her. Very few of them, though. Right? But there are a few, yeah, and they hate water. They're they're afraid of the ocean. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're all throwing up and stuff on the on that other boat. Yeah, I think any water that their horses can't drink is cursed, so they won't go over the. O- That's why they were never that big a threat to Barath- the Robert Baratheon and stuff. Mm, that makes sense. I mean, like I asked you this before uh, last week, maybe um, about if any Wester kings from the Westeros have ever tried to go over and like, you know do anything over in Essos. But well, no, what you asked last week was if there had ever been somebody who had taken over both Westeros and Essos. Oh, okay. And the answer to that is no. The Targaryens took over all of Westeros after they left Essos, and the Valyrian Empire expanded and took over all the free cities and a lot of Essos, not the entire continent, and the Targaryens were the family that made it to Dragonstone. That was as far as they, the Valyrian Empire made it mm-hmm. before the Doom 
which whatever that is. <clears throat> is that is but, that ever? Do you ever know what that is in the books, or or no? Kinda. Okay. It's never like because nobody's alive who has witnessed it, right? It's just something they hear in passing. You hear people mention, and like you'll 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 hear that Valyria right now is a smoking ruin that the when they describe the doom, the earth rose up and the seas boiled, and it's all like it sounds. It's like very biblical, but like you, it doesn't. You don't it know. Sounds like it, a like, volcano or something. It sounds like some sort of like geothermal, some kind of earthquake or volcano or something like that. Okay. All right, well, that pretty much covers all the threads that got left for season four. Um, it's going to be a long wait. <laughs> it's going to be a long it's wait. It's going to be a long wait. Uh, as a whole, Dan, what did you think of the episode? The episode, I, I, I didn't think it was that great. But the season was phenomenal. It was a really good season. Better than second season. Yeah, and I definitely. On, yeah. on par with the first, like... <clears throat> but yeah, the episode itself, I understand it was busy. I understand they had a lot to get done. So it's not like it wasn't the worst episode of the season. I just and part of it is that I just wanted more out of it. I was just like, "Okay, get to something good, get to something good." And it never quite got there. Was there, you know, it was, felt like it was all filler. Was there any is there any characters that we didn't see in the fina- in the final? Like I don't I don't think they didn't miss anyone as far as I know. Well, I mean, like you you could say Rick and Asha just yeah, because they they not, left us, no. but they were never major characters in the first place. Exactly. So all the major characters were touched on. That's very usually at least for this season it was few of the major characters were only ever touched on in one episode. But mm-hmm. I guess because Sansa what happened, Sansa was like barely touched on, but she doesn't really have much to. But to she do was right there. Now. I mean, there were yeah. everyone was there in some degree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Even if uh, Jamie was just had like one scene, he yeah, he, that's true. he had a scene, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was more. It was like a recap, kind of just setting the stage for next next season. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be good to watch that one right before season four starts, even if it's just that episode, because it it really ties everything in a in a bow right before you need to, uh, you know, jump into whatever's going on. I, I wonder if it's season four is going to start like right, you know, where season three left off, or if they're no, it, it will. Yeah, it has to. Okay. Um, I I enjoyed this episode um, for like the smaller scenes for what they were like that scene with Tyrion and Sansa I like that scene with Tyron Tywin and Tyrion um, that was the best part that T- uh, Tywin again like I say it's a lot but Charles Dance as Tywin just steals the show every time yeah every time <laughs> and he, this, this episode was no <coughs> exception that was the best part of this episode he looms large in uh, in this series ever since he was introduced cutting open the stomach of an elk mm-hmm. um which is the coolest way to introduce a character he's just talking to someone but the whole time he's just skinning an elk which is pretty cool um as season as a whole i think it's i think it's my favorite i think it's better than season yeah. one yeah um it's it's hard to explain explain why season one was it was so um like it was new, like you didn't know what to expect. Everything, you had this whole sense of. So you have Sean Bean, who you think is like the main character, the whole time, and then everything is twisted on its head, and that gives you. And then you finally understand how the show works, or how books are written, or whatever, right? And how George R. R. Martin functions, and all that stuff for the first time. Season two, you don't really get any of that, and then season. I don't think, no, I don't think you understand that. I don't. I. I don't. I've read the books twice. I don't well, understand no, but get, how he functions. There's no. You don't understand. No, but it's not. You know, it. It doesn't. He doesn't function as a, like. It's not a conventional book, story where the, exactly. the hero, you know, exactly 
saves the day in the end. It's it's very much you're on your toes. You don't know what to expect. That's what you, well, that's what I mean. When you understand okay. how he functions, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. by the book, which I guess a weird way of putting it because he writes a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> but season two didn't really have any of that. It was very well. The whole season two, out. the the Brand and Rickon thing, where you're supposed to think they're dead for a lot longer. You're supposed to think that that's the the big thing in that season. There's a couple things in season two that are weird. There's certain. Mo- actions that were that are done by certain characters that were apparently done made more sense in the book but weren't done well in the show that were confusing and made it made certain characters uh seem different than how they should actually be or how they they've been portrayed for a long time um like for instance there's no no reason to ever have um corn half and that whole thing about faking his death and all that stuff seemed like super unimportant really yeah i mean so like i, I can't like, why, really understand because like i know the book so i yeah. can't really so look he, at it like, with fresh eyes from my from my perspective he you have a guy right you have their their prisoners okay and then john and they fight and he kills him and then okay well he killed him but so we must tr- we, we should trust him now and like none of that you have to ever makes you have to sense who corn half and corn half is the the leader of the shadow tower he's a, he's like the, he's like the second in command of the entire night's watch essentially yeah like, so what You've seen this. You've never met these guys before, and he just—he kills the corn half, and then you just—you have to trust him all of a sudden. I mean, yeah, because, it's, like they—they they play that up. Like corn half and plays up how he's a bastard and a traitor, like his father and stuff like that. But Korn, the whole thing is corn is instilling in John this sense of duty that he has to do this. He has to do whatever it takes, not for himself, not for his own pride or, or honor, but for the Night's Watch, just for the the good of the Night's except, Watch and the good of the realm. <laughs> except that maybe he's made more clear in the book. Except for in the show, it's well, like I mean, a yeah, thirty second scene. Things. Yeah. So no, but in, in the show, like, there's a few times. I think you should go back and watch it. There's a few times he said it, it says stuff like it doesn't matter what what how people like interpret our actions as long as it like he he just he is truly all about only protecting the realm it doesn't matter how he's viewed or how what his legacy is or any of those things because that's what you give up if you become a member of the night's watch Mm -hmm. okay well i get that's one of those things and then there's obviously when catelyn frees jamie there's that was that was dumb. that's one of those things i i understand like they're they're doing it and they're making bailey like little fingers seem like he's more of like the puppeteer and he's kind of playing even Cat, who he's professed to love before. It just doesn't happen that way in the books. In the books, Catelyn is like, she's at her wit's end after having heard about Bran and Rickon, and she thinks that, you know, Rob is here fighting a war, like he could die any day, Bran and Rickon are dead, Sansa and Arya are her only children left, and she just wants them back at any cost. It doesn't matter anymore. So she does whatever she, like, the, the only thing she has in her power to do to get them back is free Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um- it just makes her like seem so much of a worse of a character like you think about it like she's really like a lot of the reason a lot of like terrible shit's mm-hmm. happened a lot like, by capturing Tyrion and starting the war and then releasing Jaime and then they, like a lot of yeah no she screwed up hard although she did she did tell Rob not to send uh, Theon back to his dad that was smart but <laughs> that was the <laughs> only thing um so do we want to do any uh, additional content for season one or two, like review the seasons as a whole um, on their own, uh, uh, or anything. I don't know. Like, that would involve like rewatching everything. I don't well, know if I have I'm gonna have to, to I'm gonna end up doing that anyway because I'm gonna be watching it with my girlfriend. So, that's oh, man, has watched any of it? No, she hasn't seen any episode. Huh. So maybe I'll maybe I'll watch like the first season, then do like. I wouldn't mind doing it, but like it would like it's not something we're gonna do in a couple of weeks. It would no, be like it'd be over time, you know. Yeah. So just you know, just keep an eye on the podcast feed, and then when 
maybe when we get closer to season four, we'll or whatever. We'll, I'm sure there'll be times where we'll have other content up on this feed. So just keep an eye up on it. Um, if you have any questions or you know want to have anything to you know say, uh, you know as far as what you thought about this episode or this season, send them to uh, our email address at towerbabblepodcast at gmail.com visit our site at towerbabblepodcast.com and uh you know there's twitter uh, we're on facebook tower babblecast um that pretty much covers everything and there's youtube as well um google it you'll find us um other than that dan you have anything you have anything to say about this last episode before we uh take a break for a while no, see you next season. Be excited for next. Be excited for every season, but be excited for next season. Just there's a lot more to cover. <laughs> you said that about season two, so just so you guys. Know. I did, and like season two wasn't <laughs> that bad. It just wasn't what it should have been. Fair enough. All right, guys. But we, this season was phenomenal. Yeah, and I no. told you to be excited for this season. It's true, so but I mean, you could say that, be excited. For yeah, but you could say that about anything. It's like it's like. You could guess heads on every you guess heads on every coin flip and you'd be right fifty percent of the time. Okay, the thing you have to realize about this 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 season though, like this is give or take halfway, just under halfway through the third book. This whole thing with the red wedding and everything that's happened that was so huge in episode nine and ten, this is halfway this isn't the climax of the of that book. This isn't even close to the end. This is the halfway point. Right. So like it's big stuff, and it's like obviously we're going to be talking about it for a long time. The red running is is referenced a few times, but this isn't like th- this is still like things are still building up for that book, and that should culminate next season. That should be the second half of the book next season. All right. Well, give or take. Then let's. Then I'll be excited then. All right, you win. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Uh, all right, guys, we'll see you next season. Right. Bye. That was the Jason Yang violin cover of the Game of Thrones theme. You can find his work as Jason Yang Violin on YouTube and on Twitter.